1: Everybody and welcome Yay! back to the first victory pod that's trademarked in uh, about a month um i'm jimmy we're going and- to mls cup <laughs> Ooh, that's a peaked microphone um <laughs> that's dan who's peaking the microphone um dan you, you sound excited so uh how's it going my friend is it what's that mean what's peaked microphone did i do something when you yell really loud it it does what it calls peaking the microphone it gets all staticky and like potentially like can blow out people's uh,
2: headphones and or speakers oh but, you know so hey, i basically you're excited. just what is that is that mean you have to do a little more editing <laughs> well no cuz see that's the
1: thing once it gets to a certain point there like you can't you can i can quiet it down but it'll sound all staticky
2: but that just means the people just know you're really oh. excited so all right yeah i mean it was uh I what what is this feeling? You know what is, what is this inside me? And I don't know. I don't know how to feel this way. It's been so long. <laughs> it has
1: uh it's been almost a month exactly um since we last Our won a Our first game. road win, first road win of the year. It did not look pretty at times. In fact, it looked ugly at times, but you know what? Um we'll take it. So,
2: sometimes uh you got to you got to grit just... one out and uh that's what they did. So Absolutely bananas. I mean, we've been tying people all over the place. I mean, we, good God, it has been almost a month since we beat the Sounders at home. I mean, that's, that's craziness.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, but hey, you know what? We did it. We won. So celebrate. And you know how you all can celebrate? You can celebrate by giving us a five-star rating and review because we've hit a little low yes. on those. So uh, come on now. People, people still doing that? People still aware that that's a thing that you can do? They should be. If they're not, then go back and do it again. As we are, we're, do it. We're getting ready to hit the hundred episode threshold in not that long. So, uh, oh, shit. come on, people. Give us, give us some more ratings and reviews. What does that mean? I, that means that that means we've been around for a long time. For a long time. It'll be two years this September that no other pod
2: has been around. Oh, damn. So it's pretty nuts, man. And we probably, we, we have some OGs out there, and we, and we got some people who just discovered us probably last month. So, um, welcome, and uh, thanks to the OGs for hanging out.
1: Absolutely. We got some
2: things planned in the future, man. We're going to, you know, try to see about getting some people on the pod and do a, you know, change up a little bit, little bit. We don't want anyone to get stagnant or bored with our uh, sexy voices and (laughs) uh, funny attitudes, you know, but uh, we like to keep it fresh for you, and uh, yeah, man. What, what what do you got? What do we got on tap for the evening?
1: Well, we are going to get into uh, this uh, Columbus crew game and talk all about what happened when you were scared, when you were nervous, if you ever felt confident. I'm not sure I felt confident even after the last whistle blew. Oh, um, sure. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to preview the RSL game coming up, what exactly that might look like. We got the U.S. men's national team in Kansas City on uh, Wednesday night, tonight, for many of you who are listening. Uh, so we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the women's national team and uh, and yeah, we're we'll, uh, we're gonna see if we need to go save Latif from L.A. because he seems to be tweeting out cries for help.
0: So um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's that's uh that's a,
2: a sampling of what we've got on tap for tonight. So uh, fair enough, man. Ooh. I'm excited. I mean, this is uh, we'll preview the RSL game a little bit as well, and uh, big 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 week, big 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 week. Absolutely. Well, let's, let's jump right into this Columbus crew game. So we can,
1: uh, we can get through all the stuff we got this week. Um, this was pretty close to a first choice. 11, obviously Johnny Russell, not in the 18. He suffered a leg injury late in the week that didn't really make the injury reports kind of caught. That's not great. Yeah. Caught everybody off guard. I think Sam McDowell tweeted, uh, on Monday that, um, they, they didn't think it was that serious. He was getting treatment at pinnacle. Um, there may be an update by the time you listen to this. I am not sure, but hopefully, everything's good to go for Johnny. It was more precautionary, but um, so we had uh, we had Christian back in the starting lineup along with Daniel and Gerso. and then the midfield was Benny Ili and Felipe, and then the back line was uh Seth Beazler, Botond and Zusi with uh, in front of Melia. So, um, I mean. We were going up against a cruise side that was missing Jossie Sardis. They were missing Will Trapp. They were already missing Federico Iguain. Um, I, I I was thinking if we can't get a result in this game, then then we have no business going anywhere in 2019. I don't know. What were you thinking ahead of this game?
2: <laughs> I was a little nervous about it. it. It's kind of a it was kind of a battle of the two blind children on the playground, and you just kind of. <laughs> You kind of put them in the jungle gym and try to let them find their way out of it. And uh, that's where these two teams are, man. Like, we're we're struggling. We're we're both at the bottom of the table. And uh, Columbus started out strong. We started out strong in our season with CCL. And we both kind of just tapered down. So I was a little nervous about it, um, especially not having Johnny in there. I was like, okay. So they moved Jerso over to the right. They put Daniel in there. And you're like, okay, Fontas is on the bench. That's great. We we won't have to see <laughs> see him any uh, any time through this game. Spoiler alert: we did. And <laughs> yeah, and you had old friend John Kempen in goal. That was kind of cool. They uh, they interviewed him before the game. And bro, I love I love generic answers. By the way, <laughs> like Carter Augustine was like, so you know this team really well. What does what does, what do you guys need to do to get, take care of business today? And he just goes, "Well, we just got to play our game, have oh each other's backs." God. I mean, he might as well have said, "Like, well, we got to play a ninety minute game. Uh, we'll probably kick the ball around. Oh. Uh, I I lace my cleats up one cleat at a time, terrible. like the rest it's of you." Terrible. There's a uh, <clears throat> it
1: was such so there's generic. a radio show I listen to. Um, it's on ESPN Radio, it's Dan Labattard's show. The the name is aside, but they do a funny segment during the NFL season where they call it. Um, useless sound where they take highlights of all of the like post-game press conferences from all the NFL teams. And they put together a montage that's like three minutes long of just the most useless cliches. That you... So it's that, like coaches in there being like, we just got to keep chopping and grinding. We just got to put our nose to the grindstone and, and, you know, <laughs> get our hands down in the mud and get dirty and get to work. And you're like, none of this means anything. And it's just amazing. No.
2: Well, we just got to get that monkey off the back, you know, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, we just, you know, I just got to be a leader of men out there and just do what we got to do. and Like, what are you talking about? And it's just, I feel like... We just like, got
2: to continue to piss excellence, you know? Right. Like, in sports, we
1: take ourselves so seriously. And I'm like, we're, well, all this is, is just fun and games. Like, you're kicking the ball around right. for fun. Like, you don't need to, like, take it. So, like, loosen up a bit, man. Like, it's but okay. From,
2: <laughs> from that standpoint, like, that question can't be expected to be answered. When well, Carter no. asked that, I mean, what did he expect... <laughs> John Kempin to be like, well, we're going to come out in this four-four-two. Uh, we plan to uh, play off the counter. Uh, you know, <laughs> he's not going to give his game plan we're, away. We're really going to go at Benny
1: specifically. Um, you know, we're going to try to, yep. to to build the ball through Pedro, go at Benny, cut down through Beasler, and then go in the top right corner of the goal. Thank That's you, John. That's it. That's <laughs> it. Sorry, uh, you're not going to air this, are you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? This is live. Okay. Um, no, but I just—I mean, yes. Oh my god. I, so you're right. On one hand, Carter, you gotta you gotta do better. Uh, on the other hand, like guys, let's loosen up a little bit. On, on like I know some people have been burned. Like Beazler used to be a little bit more uh, loosey goosey with his answers, and then he kind of had something taken out of context when he was with the national team under Jurgen, and since then he's never been one to really say anything at all um, of of
2: any sort of substance. So, um, I mean, you know, it's true. He's very he's very animated on the field, though. You oh know, yeah, he gets those shoulders going on. He gets so mad, shrugs his shoulders, puts his hands out. He'll argue with you. Yeah. I <laughs> love it. Oh, yeah. And especially if he's mad at his own team for not
1: moving around. Like, he's standing there back there with the ball looking for some movement. He does the little, like, shoulder shrug, hands
2: out. Like, I got nothing. What are you guys doing? Um, so. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's the best. But, dude, this was, this game, it, it was scary. Because you're like, oh, my God, Please. Please come away with something, and it's an away game. So you're like, all right, the cards are already kind of stacked against us because we haven't even won a single away game all season. Um, but it was it was different, and you're thinking, crap. Even though they're missing all these players, they still got David Akam. He's going to tear us up, uh, but he tore his hamstring first. <laughs> yeah david
1: akam was really the only attacking threat that columbus had he joined them on a trade earlier this year and i and then he's going to go to nashville next year he's like we already know that akam is no longer going to be a member of the crew he's going to he's already been traded to nashville for the 2020 season which is weird um i still think it's weird that a current usl team can trade future fake money of a league they're not yet in to acquire players but that's a separate side story um but yeah, he he went out and and he was really the only decent attacking player that was on the field I felt for Columbus, Pedro Santos, whatever. He's eh. Patrick Mullins. Eh. He's been around to just about every team in the league. So um yeah. But the team didn't start out looking like that we were going to really get a result in this game. I mean, they had a chance in about the 5th or 6th minute where Botan had to like throw his body in front of a, a Columbus player right in front of the box. And then uh, in, the, in the 18th minute, going into the 19th minute, off of a corner, because, of course, Sporting KC is terrible at defending corners and set pieces, um, Columbus should have scored. Patrick Mullins had a point-blank shot from about literally like three yards off that he somehow blasted over the goal. Um, and I don't know how he didn't score. Yeah, but man.
2: It, it was terrifying. Super scary. Um, the whole first half was just kind of scary i'm like what do we, we we have nothing we have nothing going for us um tim milia is in peak tim milia form jesus milia if i can say that it, it's it, it was crazy he, he he bailed us out of a lot of pickles he did now he did have a couple of errors here and there he didn't look
1: like he yeah. was quite sharp you know in, in in the 25th minute um luis argudo no one knows who that is but he apparently plays for the crew um Stole the ball from Melia, and and you know if he didn't have just a, a little bit too hard of a, that first touch, he might have been able to tap that one in. But Melia kind of saved himself there, and then uh, right later in the game, Melia um got a little frazzled, was trying to pass the ball back to uh, to Biesler and ended up just kind of kicking it out for a corner kick. So you know he, but all in all, Melia was up there. He has to be in consideration for man of the match. So. Overall, a pretty decent game. True, player. and
2: despite his errors, he still got a, a MLS Team of the Week. He did. He did. I and you know what? I I think. Um,
1: you know, we'll talk all about what happened. I think for me, Gerso was probably the man of the match. Um, he was really he the only the one. Bench I of he team made of the, the, week. the bench. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, you can't you can't win them all, I guess, but he was the only one for me all game that I thought looked like he had any sort of drive, any sort of attacking spark. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was out there running his ass off, trying to create chances. Does he ever get tired? I don't think so. Like, we make fun of him. F- I get tired watching him. <laughs> we make fun of him for his lack of a first touch t- at times, and and, you know, sometimes he shoots 80,000 yards off target, but the man does not stop running. And he works harder than just about anyone out there. So it's uh, it's good to see when when you know I I mean I I think it was Bob and Weave out there our 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 longtime listener from Nebraska who was saying that sporting just kind of looked a little lazy at times this game, which is disappointing coming off a week and a half rest.
2: So I don't know yeah, if you thought saw that a little too, bit. but but yeah, that kind of you know you get in a rhythm when you're playing these games, and sometimes a rest is good, but sometimes the rest isn't good so i don't know i don't know what you can really chalk that up to it's an away game as well so that the atmosphere is always a little different but i mean they got they got one more away game on this this road trip they got going on and then it's back to children's mercy park and they're gonna need us dude for that game uh when lafc comes to town so they're just about done with this road trip and they they, then no more excuses it's time to get back to business yep Yep. You're hundred percent right. This, uh, this month has been a tough one to weather. Um,
1: I think getting, getting a full three points on the road at Columbus was huge and, and we'll go over everything that happened here in the second half, um, to lead to that point. Now I, um, I thought that we were actually going to take the lead just before the end of the first half. It was in the 40th minute. Christian Namath was mm-hmm. running away with a, a gorgeous oh ball from, 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 from boats Well, I guess it got headed up, but Namath had the ball one on one. It looked like, and just did not realize that Harrison Awful was uh, was right behind them, and just got totally dispossessed from behind. Couldn't get the shot off in what should have been a clear one on one shot on goal.
2: So, right, and also, oh my god, when did it happen? It was in the first half? Also, when Jerso had the ball, and it was literally a two on one, and Namath is wide open on net, and Jerso tried to take it himself. Yeah, I mean there, there were a
1: few of those decisions. There was another time where where Namath tried to lay the ball off, and I was like, "No, you got to take that one." Like it's just there. There's times where they're just not making the right decisions. Like when they're supposed to shoot, they pass. When they're supposed to pass, they shoot. When they're supposed to do something, they don't get dispossessed in the box on a one-on-one.
2: Yeah, they they're not where they need to be yet. Um, they like I think they were lucky to come away with a victory on on the day, man. It was uh. I don't know if they deserved it and hell even Caleb Porter, Mr uh Mr Porcelain Doll himself, he <laughs> he was interviewed at the end of the game and he was like, you know, I they I don't believe they deserved the 3 points. I, you know, I thought we were the better team and I, he's not exactly wrong. I mean, I, at times they were the better team and I don't know. It it almost deserved to be a draw in I, that game because yeah. no other team dominated it. Yeah. I think a draw would have been a fair result. I
1: would say, Caleb, you know what? I don't think you could say you were the better team. Cause if you look at the stats and I know stats don't tell the whole story, um, but yeah, Caleb but, says, yes, that's true. Uh, if you look at the stats, sporting KC one possession, sporting KC one passing accuracy, sporting KC had more shots. The shots on target were three to two. So it's not like either of them were, you know, significantly better. Um, duels one were almost even tackles one were even um you know they had a red card for Dogso. we didn't like you weren't the better team both teams just honestly kind of looked bad i think
2: so yeah very much so and that red card didn't really change the game i mean you know well i know we're, we'll get into that here in a minute but they no fuck it it didn't change the game <laughs> i i thought I thought we'd add another goal on there. I was like, let's get another goal because we all know we're not going to win this game 1-0. You can't win 1-0. We've tried, and we can't get the job done. We were very fortunate to win 1-0.
1: Yeah, we'll talk about the goal here in just a second because that happened right after the start of the second half. But what I thought was interesting was as... uh, And i actually, in full transparency, didn't see the full halftime interview with Peter because I had to go uh, take care of a couple things at halftime. But when he came I'm over to, to poop, <laughs> no, there was, I had to do a little bit of cleaning up around the house. Uh, get oh, some, get boy. some, get some stuff done. Um, what was it? Your, your girlfriend's birthday or something or what? <laughs> it was my fiance's birthday this weekend. Oh, yes. So you got to clean. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> so I had to make sure it was a good birthday weekend. <laughs> um, but Peter at halftime, just like kind of took a long pause before saying anything and almost looked like he was just kind of like at a loss. like, just kind of like, I don't even know really what to say anymore. And and I've never really seen Peter like that. Like, he usually has something where he's like, oh, we're not doing this, we're not doing that. And at that moment, he kind of was like, I, I don't know where to go. And I just, I don't know. Did you notice that at all? Or, or, or am I going crazy?
2: Uh, No, I don't think you're going crazy at all. I, I actually, I, I noticed it. Yeah, so I I, I don't know. I
1: just... I thought that was interesting. But, I mean, look, he must have figured out something to say at halftime because uh, in in the 48th minute, just after the start of the uh, second half, um, Felipe had a little – I think he was trying to redirect the ball on goal and it just uh, – well, no, it it wasn't Felipe. It might have been Benny um, who was coming in behind Felipe who was trying to redirect the ball on goal. Just misfires it a bit. But Jerso and his, his work rate – um, saves the ball from going out for a goal kick. Nutmegs the Columbus Crew defender, and then just tosses the or yeah, tosses in a uh, a cross right like a laser to the head of uh, Felipe. Looked like Felipe had a magnet on his head, and the ball was the magnet, and uh, just headed it right into
2: the goal, and it was gorgeous. So one zero. I'm not sure he could do it again if he tried. I mean, that was I mean that was straight up professional dude. How many people can serve the ball? On your he- platter of a head like that, I mean that was that was awesome. Well, just the whole play from so I think it you know the ability oh,
0: to stop the ball sure.
1: on a dime, then nutmeg the defender, and then kick it off his left foot on a laser right to Felipe's head in a perfect bullseye. Unreal! It was, I mean, it was one of the better plays I've seen Jericho make in his time as a Sporting
2: KC player, and he's made quite oh, a yeah.
1: few great plays. He's a solid player, so let's say
2: something. And for Felipe to put it away, though, like, I mean, if that's me, that's hitting me right in the face, and I'm, I'm going to cry because it's going to hit me in the nose, and I'm <laughs> my, my eyes will water. Like, that just naturally Broken happens.
1: Nose, there's blood everywhere. Oh, it's yeah. not great. Um, but, yeah, no, it, <laughs> I was actually thinking about this the other day because it's been a long time since I've played any sort of competitive soccer, and I was trying to think, like, if I was wide open in the box, like, let's say I was on the six-yard line, and, like, someone just sent in a cross from me, could I head the ball on target or would I just get smacked in the face and end up with a concussion? And I think I, I I think it might be more likely that I get, end up with a concussion than I I put the ball on target. So
2: it's pretty tough, man. Like I I had two shots the other day. I was playing out on the wing for a bit and I, uh, I put one on goal and goalkeeper stopped it. It was, he dove to his right or whatever. And the other one I just blasted over the goal. It was like perfect contact, <laughs> but I just blasted it. I was like, oh, typical Gerso Kuzer over here. <laughs> there you go.
1: Yeah. Man, it, soccer's hard. <laughs> when you see tough, the man. things that these people you do, you strike sometimes. it
2: well. And yeah. And it's I was crazy. going against some guy who uh, he was like six foot six, man. He looked like the big show. It was ridiculous. <laughs> Hopefully, he didn't weigh as much as the big show. I don't know. I mean, he, he was very large. But I stood my ground, pushed him down a couple of times, you know. There you go. Well, um, yeah, then you, you mentioned earlier the, the red card for Harrison Offel.
1: Yeah. Um, it was in the 74th minute. Awful red minute. Card. <laughs> 74th minute, Gerso was out there, and it would have been a one-on-one. Offal took him down from behind just outside the box. Um, and, yeah, I mean, that it, that's a textbook denial of an obvious goal scoring opportunity that's what dogzo means for those of you who don't know it it's hilarious yep. because if you watch the clip on mlssoccer.com it cuts to caleb porter's smug face and he just looks so confused and angry and lost and everything and i love it um and yeah 15 minutes later they were able to hold on close out the win and i thought you know that might have been the most he doesn't know that's the rule i don't look caleb porter i don't he's one of my least favorite people in all of soccer to be honest
2: i just don't like yeah him. he's kind of the worst i just don't like him right up there with jason Kreis. yeah
1: yeah i just am like i we the less caleb porter in my life the better to be honest um yeah i'm really glad he didn't take over the u.s men's national team because some people were writing about that when that that uh job was open and i never really saw it come into fruition but some people did so um yeah, I don't know. But this was a clear and obvious denial of an obvious goal-scoring opportunity. And then I thought, I think I tweeted at the time, this is probably the most important 15 minutes of Sporting KC's season so far because if they can't hold on to this 1-0 lead up a man in the situation they're in when they so desperately need three points, then they're not going to go anywhere in 2019. So maybe I was being a little overdramatic. I don't know. But that's what I was feeling. And uh, they did it. Nice. So... <laughs>
2: Yeah, barely. I really thought they should have put another goal in, though. I was so nervous. I was like, wait, we're not going to win this game. Yeah,
1: I didn't think we were going to win either, especially when Beesler came off. And, and I guess it wasn't for injury. Oh, it was just because he wasn't fully fit. But Fontas came on, and I was like, I'm so scared. Um, Here we go. That's what I was thinking. Here we go. Yeah. Um, I just, I was really worried, so... Um, yeah. I mean Peter said that they, they played entirely different in the second half. He thought it went really well. They were much more direct. Um and, and he thought that Felipe should have even scored earlier. Um but hey, you know what? It worked out and, and they win. Um and yeah, overall, sporting KC, given how crappy this season has been, you wanna know how many points we are out from a playoff spot? A single point. Not a much. single point. And you know who we're a single point behind? Real Salt Lake. And you know who we play next? Real Salt Lake. So, real Salt Lake. That's a big
2: swing right we here. Could
1: be a, we could be above the playoff line after this game against Real Salt Lake. That is a very real possibility. So, for all the, the
2: injuries and that, stuff that's happened, that's nuts. That could be interesting. It's a late game. You know, you're looking at 9 p.m., so so get your naps in, you old betties. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's going to be a late one. Um, you know,
1: these games out West are always kind of odd. Um, but Hey, RSL, they, um, they're not doing the greatest either. I would say, um, you know, they, they've, they're winless in their last three. They have two losses and a draw. Um, but you know, it's also, it's, it's been a little bit sporting KC hasn't won against RSL. Uh, well, I guess we won our last meeting. I was reading this backwards. We won in November 2018, 4-2, but the previous four meetings before then either were draws or RSL victories.
2: So things
1: always get weird in
2: Rio Tinto. I I mean... Things get really weird. Yeah. We we don't always come out of there with good vibes. No, not at all. And, uh, you know, hopefully... Now that Benny's back, who the hell
1: knows? Well, yeah. I mean, Benny, (laughs) don't get us started on the history of Benny and uh real salt lake there is a storied hatred maybe hatred's a little strong but
2: a strong dislike of benny oh. and rsl on extra time radio one time i think they were like is the benny rsl like feud is that just dead and i think andrew wavy was like yeah i think it is and i was like oh, i don't know if it is i a lot of those players are gone i'm mean, not really though it's kind of all about kyle beckerman and uh benny Failhaber, right yeah, I mean like Benny just straight up
1: said before like we don't like them. Like they they and and it's I mean this goes back to I mean there there's obviously the 2013 MLS Cup. There were fights in the preseason before then. Um I would not be surprised if this game does not end with 22 people on the field. Like I think there's a high probability that there might be red cards shown in one way or another in this game. So We'll see, but. I dig that. I dig it. That's always fun when it's not ours. Yeah. I mean, Roger's not going to be in there, even though he's working his way back to fitness. He's 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 running. He's, you know. That's right. W- hopefully within the next month, he'll be back. So, But you know what? Roger not being in there, in all honesty, as much as I love Roger, probably decreases the likelihood for a red card being shown a little bit. Um, <laughs> but, you know, hey. You never really know. Benny might snap. Ilié, he's got that, that Spanish fury he could snap at any moment. Um, Dude, aye, aye, aye. He'll, <laughs> he'll choke a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. He, well, aye, puppy. He, he choked somebody. He choked someone, and uh, I, I think he got suspended
2: um for a little he bit. He did do that. He did put his hands on someone's throat and that I was, was like, "Oh shit. Is this what you do?" <laughs> like, we had, we had no idea, you little cute mongoose. We didn't know you did this, <laughs> you little cute mongoose. That uh, uh <laughs> I, don't, I don't know
1: that Ilya's has ever been called that before.
2: Um I I th- I think he would like it better than uh I don't know. I was going to say hairless mouse, but he definitely has hair. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's got some. Um well, you you've seen him naked, so you you let me know. <laughs> well,
1: you know, a gentleman doesn't uh, doesn't divulge those details. <laughs> um, so, anywho, moving on. Um I think this will <laughs> this game will be uh this game will be chippy. Um, but I think there is a real possibility that Sport and KC come out of this one with a result one way or another. Um I don't know. How are you feeling going into this RSL game? Yeah, I think we get something out of it. I agree cool well we'll uh, we'll see on uh, Saturday June 29th at 9pm central time which is very late um, but
2: you know what it's okay we'll uh, we'll get we'll through get this through I, I will nap though because I will that will suck because <laughs> I'll be like no, I, I'm tired of sitting up I'll just I'll just lay down and watch the game for a minute I'm not gonna fall asleep I'm not gonna fall asleep <sighs> And then I <laughs> and I fall the fuck asleep.
1: Yeah. RSL. I mean, look, Albert Rusnak is uh, is their leading goal scorer right now. He's probably their best player, but they have a negative six goal differential on the year. They're, I mean, they're beatable. They've been they've been beaten twice at home. Um, I know Sporting Casey hasn't been the greatest on the road, but hey,
2: no, we're very uh, beatable. Yeah, that's
1: true. So I mean, look, I. Uh, we don't know who's going to play one day or the next. We don't even know what our lineup is anymore. Yeah, I imagine that if there's an RSL podcast out there, they're probably saying a lot of the same things about us that we're saying about them. They're very beatable. They don't have a very many great goal scorers. They've been filled with injuries. So, um, I don't know. I just I feel like this Columbus game might have been a pivot point. And if we can get a result here and get back above the playoff line, I think we can set our sights on like fourth place in the west and maybe even maybe even host a a uh, a first round playoff game. That would that would be good enough to host that first round playoff game if we worked our way up to fourth. So,
2: it's not out of the realm of possibility, all right? And if you if you've given up on Sporting, I mean, fine. Fine. If you want to just tra- talk trash all the time, stop watching them. Stop watching them because we don't need that kind of negativity we're trying to turn things around. Exactly. So um yeah, credit to uh to the
1: guys out there for for getting the victory. Um let's uh let's let's get to some uh some questions that we had. Um Tristan Jordan wants to know um based off of his quote from the bench performance, do you think Zalalem has a genuine spot at this club? If so, which starter do you see him replacing? um espinoza will be back soon benny is only on contract for the season buzio is rising in ability so basically he goes on to mention Ilya and and felipe are, are solid um and that you know crow and quasi are also there uh, Wow, well, crow row and Quaze are also there um <laughs> that was a great yeah. little mashup i just combined quasi and Ro. rose <laughs> um but i don't know <laughs> like One, what did you think of Zalalem and his limited time? And and two, do you see a long-term place for him at Sporting KC?
2: It's weird, man. I I didn't even see him sub in. And then I was like, oh, Zalalem's in there. Okay, let's see what he does. And, you know, he, he didn't mess up, which is all you can ask for a substitute. He didn't mess up. Yeah,
1: he was fine. He was getting out there and getting involved, and, and I think he dispossessed Columbus a couple times. I mean, you didn't notice him mess up, which is a good thing. You, d- you didn't necessarily notice him in the attack, but at the, by the time he came in, Sporting KC weren't really pressing that hard. They definitely weren't parking the bus, but they weren't actively out there trying to score a second or third goal. Um, I think the biggest thing with Zalalem is it's still a to-be-determined, to be honest. Um, I think he got pushed into action with Sporting KC much sooner than intended because of all the injuries. But honestly, I think the biggest question mark about his role with the club going forward is what happens with everyone else in the midfield? Benny's old. I mean, we don't know if he's going to be back next year with the club or not for sure. Kellen Rowe, there's an option for him to be back, but they haven't picked it up. And based on his contributions to the club this year so far, it's not out of the realm of the possibility that they don't pick it up. Johan Quazzeh, Who knows what will happen with him? He's making a lot of money to do not very much. They might try to get rid of him. Felipe, there's been rumors about whether he is going to stick around or or whether a Liga MX club wants to buy him or whatnot. And uh, Buzio might get sold to Europe because he's that good. Like, So what's a very deep position right now might end up sort of being a position of need in the not-too-distant
2: future. Roger's 32? I mean, who knows? So That's true, man. I mean, we're... We're definitely an older team and we're going to see some, we're going to see some lineup shuffling in the future. That's for damn sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um,
1: Sierra girl, 46 wants to know what's on just about everybody's mind. Uh, she wrote Hasler or Zusi as the starter. I love Zusi, but Hasler is outperforming him. So I know we've talked about this before, but what do you say?
2: Hasler or Zeus? I mean, I, I think you got to say, if you're Peter, it's always going to be Zussi. I mean, I, I think we want Hasler. I think we, we liked what we saw of him, but I, I don't think, unless Zussi really messes up, I don't think he loses that spot. We'll see more Hasler when Zeusie goes to the All-Star game, but uh, I don't know, man. I think it's Zussi right now. I do agree with you. I think
1: Peter's got too much faith in Zusi, um to, to just take that spot from him. Sometimes, I mean, Peter's got a lot of good qualities, but one quality that you might say is quality to a fault is his loyalty um you know maybe he sticks with zussie a little bit longer than he should but you're right zussie somehow is an mls all-star i mean i guess good job with the fan voting because he made it into the fan 11
2: um, yeah that's crazy i didn't even know we were voting i thought we all kind of had an unspoken agreement like hey don't vote for our players we can't afford to lose <laughs> them <laughs> you know i i guess you all messed that one up or they did it exactly right because people were like, man, we really
1: need Hasler starting. Let's okay, vote Zusi into we the All-Star thinking. game. So he yep. has to take on Antoine Griezmann. Well, no, is Griezmann still with Atleti? I guess he's not anymore, is he? I don't even know where he is anymore. Um, who? When? Griezmann. He was with Atletico Madrid, but I don't know if he's still with Atletico Madrid. I don't even know who uh, they have no. anymore.
2: I don't remember where he went, but I think he he definitely went somewhere else. Yeah,
1: he did his whole thank you at Letty. Thing. So I don't know who's on at Letty, but you know what? Whoever it is, probably better than Graham
2: Zusi. Um, so yeah, maybe well, he hasn't was... been transferred yet, but I think that's like potentially he will be going somewhere. Okay, so he's probably not playing
1: in the All Star game. Is is what what I'm getting at? So probably not.
2: I don't know. Um, I mean, they're talking like he could he could go to United, he could go to Bayern, Liverpool, PSG, Barcelona. I mean, he, no one knows. Everton? No, probably not. Um, <laughs> that was not listed. <laughs> that was not listed on the top five.
1: No, um, but I don't know. It's uh, congrats to Zusi, I guess. I mean, the one thing I will say, it was really yeah, cool. He gets a payday. He gets a payday, and it was really cool seeing how he was told at Children's Mercy Hospital by the kids.
2: Dude, he was the first one announced. Like that was kind of weird. I was like, they're just what they're just gonna announce people one at a time? Like, why are they allowed to announce Zeus's thing? And I, I wonder if maybe they weren't allowed to and they just did it anyways. Yeah, or if
1: MLS had a special agreement with Sporting KC because they knew that they wanted to do it with the kids at Children's Mercy Hospital and that was when he was gonna be there. So I mean, Zeus got emotional. So I mean it, it was a oh dude pretty big moment.
2: I'd seen a grown man cry. Makes this grown man cry. Yeah, I, I freaking hate it. Yeah, so
1: I mean, congrats to Zusi. I can't say uh, I think he deserves it, but you know what? Hey, it is what it is. So it
2: is what it is. I, and you know, he doesn't care about this stuff. It's he didn't care about individual accolades. He would love to stay here and play with the team, but you know, he gets a, a free ride home. You know, he's from uh, Orlando area, and uh, we'll probably have a ton of family and friends at this game, and maybe he gets to see them. Throughout the week of festivities, so uh, good for him, and he makes a, a little bonus check. So it is what it is. He, he can choose not to go and then get suspended, like Zlatan did that one year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, so unless you are legitimately
1: injured and you, I like, like really have to prove that you are like on your deathbed, uh, MLS will suspend you if you don't
2: play. So that's right, uh, dude. Dude, speaking of Zlatan, did you hear what Sebastian Legette said about him? Yeah, I
1: think uh, I think the rest of the galaxy are, are kind of getting over the Zlatan shtick.
2: Yeah, but no one has put it on paper like Lejet did. Lejet was like, "That's uh, that's who he is," and it's it's a little much. It we you know I wish he would tone it down. So uh, this just in: Sebastian Lejet has been murdered. <laughs> um, he's he's definitely not alive anymore.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, hey. Good for him uh, for for speaking out. Um, I do think it's interesting that Seb- good for him for being murdered. Sebastian Lejet <laughs> was removed from the U.S. men's national team roster for supposedly being injured, which is Greg Berhalter's reason for Josh Sargent not being on the roster. Yet somehow Lejet magically recovered and was able to start for the Galaxy. So I don't know something yeah. weirds going on. What's there. that about? No, I don't know. I don't know. That, well, come on, Triple G, tr- Triple G. Um, I mean, you spell Greg with three G's in it. You, you can't trust him.
2: So. That's true. I mean, even cell phones got 5G now. Get your shit together. <laughs> um, before we jump uh, fully into
1: the U.S. Men's National Team, I do want to just get to this other question from Zach, who uh, Zach Martin sent us this via email. It's kind of a two-part question, so I'm going to go with the first part before I hit the second. Um, but said, uh, you know, hope you guys are enjoying the win. Um you know, Then he goes on to say he's a big fan of the show, which thank you, Zach. We appreciate that. But two questions. Do you guys think that the guys can take this momentum into the second half of the year only one point out of the playoffs? I think they can because they've come back from other spots like this before. So we kind of touched on that, but I mean, it's a long season ahead. We're only halfway done. There's plenty of momentum to carry forward, don't you think?
2: Oh, yeah. No, 100%. We We can. This is not done. All right, we're not giving up. There's definitely, I mean, you win a couple games and boom, you're in a playoff position. All right. I think uh it's not going to get any easier. I mean, the Western Conference is absolutely stacked. But, yeah. you know, you can you take these points on uh on Saturday and and you're ready to ready to rock and roll. Yep, 100%. So, uh good first
1: question, Zach. The second one, I'm gonna hundred percent defer to you because it's about the cauldron atmosphere, and you're down there, I'm not, but he says I've been hearing mm-hmm. that supposedly other fans of the cauldron are saying the cauldron hasn't been like it used to be. uh I don't get to go to home games much being in South Carolina. Shout out to Zach. I didn't think we knew that we had a fan in South Carolina
2: that's pretty sick um but he says I'm I don't get sure to go I knew to that either.
1: I don't get to go to home games much being in South Carolina, but I remember it being loud last year. Do you think fans are panicking too soon, even after the guys won the Western Conference last year? So I
2: don't know. Have you noticed a difference in the energy hmm. in the cauldron this year? See, now I was not here last year. I well, was in, uh, I lived in Chicago, but I will say, um, you know, I, gosh, I don't know, man. I can't really tell that much of a difference, but I think maybe people aren't, if that is the case, maybe people are a little frustrated. Maybe they're not as loud or rambunctious because of the recent run of results. I mean, we start turning things around and maybe that changes. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I, I will say I haven't noticed from afar. Now I'm usually up in the press box. I haven't noticed from afar that the cauldron looks any more empty or seems any less, um, enthusiastic this year than they have in years past. Um, Obviously, we broke our sellout streak earlier this year against um, the New York Red Bulls in the Kaku game, which I don't, I mean, I think we've talked about it since then, but like that Kaku story still hasn't gone away. I mean, they did that whole news story on TV about how the guy, it still can't work. So hopefully, MLS does something there. Still haven't heard anything from the league about it, but you know, whatever. Um, I just, I, I personally haven't noticed a noticeable difference in the cauldron, but I haven't been down there. So if you guys are in the cauldron, you can let us know. Tell us if you think it's it's better or worse and, and what you think's going on. So we'd be happy to hear from you. Um absolutely. So I do also want to touch on real quick, and I know we're we're we got a lot of stuff that we still need to get to in the next 20 or so minutes, but um <clears throat> I did not get to watch the Swope Park Rangers game, but I believe you did at least watch some of it. So I watched parts, yep. Did you see the end? And if so, can you tell me what the hell happened?
2: Yeah, a little weird. Uh, one of the players like came in, studs up, and got a red card. And, you know, swap players didn't like it. But, you know, he was, he was getting off the field, whatever. He was leaving. And Zendejas was just ready to fucking kill somebody. Uh, dude wanted to fight. And I think they gave him a, a second yellow, I guess, for arguing. And I'm like, no, no, no. He don't say it was for arguing. He must have said some stuff. Like he must have threw some curse words around or really berated the dude or something. Or maybe said he wanted to murder his his sister. I don't know. But it, <laughs> he it come on, you don't get a yellow card for arguing. All right. Especially at the end of the game like that. So it must have been something pretty serious. But uh, uh it's pretty intense. Because if you looked down at your phone or blinked for a few minutes, like. Well, no one blanks for a few minutes. That's weird. But that's you, called sleep. If sleeping. you missed it, that's called sleep. But <laughs> if you did that, if you just looked away and came back, you'd be like, what? what? I thought the game was over. What What just happened? Yeah, it's not
1: often that you see uh, two red cards in the 93rd and 94th minute of play, and then the game just yeah. ends.
2: So, the, yeah, referee was just like, done. It's done. I'm like, wait, what about the restart? You can't just give red cards and then not not have a restart. I mean,
1: at that point, I guess it's up to the ref to be like, "I think it's going to be more dangerous to continue this game than it is to just re- to restart it." So we'll just call it. I don't know, but
2: it was very. No, it's true. When I when I used to umpire like children's baseball and like the coaches would get all feisty and stuff, I, <laughs> I was just a high school kid, man, and I I was like, "Hey, I'll call this game right now." <laughs> I would just I would take control. I'm like these idiot dads out here drinking during the day. I'm not not about to take their shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did you
1: see that video going around of all the parents like fist fighting at like a little kids uh, baseball game? Yeah,
2: I did, and I'm like, "Jesus, why would you why would you even have kids? Why it's, would you even do that?
1: It's not that serious." Yeah, like I don't it's, it's really it's the parents <laughs> that ruin all this stuff for the kids.
2: So, right, um, unbelievable. Anyway,
1: that's uh I think that's most of the Sporting KC news uh, or Swope Park yeah. related news. So I uh I got a couple other things from Swope, around the world. Swope's league. at home
2: this weekend, by the way. Oh they are?
1: Okay. Head out to Swope. Go uh, I
2: believe it's four o'clock on Sunday, so that uh hmm. you know, doesn't interfere with the sporting game. It's probably gonna be hot as hell. Yeah.
1: Hopefully there's no crazy thunderstorms or wind or tornadoes or anything else going on, but um Yeah. Could be fun. Yeah. Maybe
2: I'll make it out there. I don't know
1: very cool um a couple other news and notes from around the league uh seattle forward will bruin tore
2: his acl he is dunzo so uh right the day after i put him on my fantasy team
1: oh no <laughs>
2: <laughs> right yeah at least it's not like football where you're like oh shit now i gotta use a waiver to like do this blah 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 right
1: um but you know that's kind of a bummer for Seattle and and Seattle's a, a pretty solid team this year. They're in third place in in the West and and Will Bruin was a key contributor. So um, yeah. that's that's not a a small loss for for Seattle, especially considering um Jordan Morris has a history of injuries as well. So that's just something to keep an and eye on. And he's with the he's with the USA team right he's now. He's with the US Men's National Team during the Gold Cup. So I mean, they have Raul Ruiz Diaz, who's a, a fantastic striker up there, but, you know, Will Bruin was yeah. a solid striker to come in off the bench or take uh, the starting spot if Ruy Diaz or Morris needed a break, and now they don't have that. So It's true. It's got to be frustrating. Yeah, but, you know, I, you never like seeing somebody get injured, but, um, you know, selfishly from a team who needs to make up some points, you're kind of like, okay, well, that, that might help in the long term right. if we have to play them again.
2: but You hate to cheer for them, but you're like, okay, all right, I, I dig it.
1: <laughs> yeah, so hopefully he, he heals well and is fine and gets back uh, gets back um, on the field sometime early next year. But um, yeah, just kind of a bummer for Seattle, but something to keep an eye on, see if maybe now they have to bring in an attacker in the summer window. So we'll see. Um, we alluded to this before, but LAFC has... Uh, exercised the contract option for next year on Latif Blessings contract. Um, oh
2: so he's making seventy eight thousand dollars. What is
1: that? Yeah he does not making very, very much, not making nearly enough what he should be making, that's for sure. Especially living in LA. Um that's rough. Where yeah, I mean that's that's not a lot of money living in LA. I mean that's that sounds like a lot of money to a lot of people because seventy eight thousand dollars is a lot of money. But having well, I mean, lived yeah, in LA he came that, from
2: Ghana That's not Ghana Bucks.
1: (laughs) That's that's not. Um, but I mean, cost of living in LA is so expensive that in all honesty, you cannot live on seventy-eight thousand dollars a year in LA unless you have a roommate or two. Probably more like two at least. So uh Right.
2: You know I can't even imagine. He has been pretty He's been staying at the stadium. (laughs) (laughs) He just sleeps in the (laughs) locker room. Um, Yep. (laughs) Bob
1: kicks him as he walks in every morning, Latif get up. Um Right. <laughs> uh, I he's there's been this weird relationship, at least to me, between Latif and LAFC. He's sent out cryptic tweets before. He's yeah. kind of like alluded that he almost misses Kansas City at times. And then after What did he post today? He posted yeah. like a zipper mouth. He posted the zipper mouth, like keeping my mouth shut, and uh and then the fire emoji. So now he wants to go to Chicago? What is going on? <laughs> I didn't know if that meant like I got some some
2: hot takes, but I can't say them. I don't know. Um, oh, my God. Or he's like, ah, my mouth is on fire. I need some milk. <laughs> I, I mean, that's what it was. I just ate
1: a habanero pepper, and I cannot speak. Um, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. Now, granted, to be fair, an hour later, he retweeted the video from LAFC when they, they did their little like small documentary about, you know, when he came from his hometown
2: to how he got to LAFC and he put the little like, well, hell yeah. Hands up prayer emoji. But well, I'm going to retweet everything that I'm in also, because I care about getting my name out there. (laughs) I choose to interpret this as
1: Latif needs help. And he's sending us cryptic messages to come save him.
2: Oh, he misses us for sure. I mean, the, the fricking goddamn expansion draft is bullshit. Anyways. Like we, we hate that we lost him the way we did. Dude would probably be making a little more money here, that's for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, you know, I think uh, I think he would. Um, I think Peter misses him. Man, how nice would it have been these last uh, couple months when all of our attackers were injured or gone to have somebody like Latif who could play pretty much any position across the front line or in the midfield?
2: Right. Someone who could flop at a moment's notice. <laughs> that, I mean, that is true. Get, get a PK. He's a world-class flopper. Um, world-class. Very good but big time know. the Neymar of mls if you will
1: <laughs> i miss latif i wouldn't mind seeing him back in a sporting
2: kc jersey someday but hey i just and his weird dancing i mean i don't even know what that is but I, you all you know damn well you try to do it yeah. <laughs> it's been a while since i've got a snap from latif
1: there was a stretch there where i was getting snaps from latif and like sometimes he had a shirt on sometimes he didn't it was very odd <laughs> Um sometimes he was Minnie mouse. <laughs> that that did happen. <laughs> that was weird. Um so I don't know. Maybe I'll snap him proactively and, and see if I can do oh some, my God, you some should. reconnaissance work. Um just snap him and be like, hey, you up? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he'd probably snap me back and be like all about it. So
2: man. And be like, hey, do you do you miss us like we miss you? And then Sing to him, baby, come back <laughs> oh man, you can blame it on me!
1: I feel like we need to do this from the no other pod Snapchat. We just need to
2: like set up some some things just and have an ongoing conversation with with Latif, uh probably should he'd be all about it, and i'll I'll show him the new Ghanaian dance moves that I've invented, and uh maybe he could use those. I'll be like, you could use those, man <laughs> um. Before we hit the national teams
1: real quick, uh, the full MLS All-Star roster did come out. I don't know if you had a chance to look at this or not. Um, I did. Are there any surprises to you, or is there anybody in particular that you thought was snubbed, or, or, or did this kind of make sense to you?
2: Oh, I think it's neat that the commissioner chose Nick Raimondo in his last season. I thought that was kind of cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, romano's not my favorite person because he's an RSL player and I don't like RSL, but, yeah. you know, that makes
2: sense. Um, I mean, on the other hand, he could have done that to Demarcus Beasley, too, who's been here for, you know, 29 years. Yeah. But the uh, yeah, surprises, I mean, Zeus is going to be the biggest surprise for me. That's just, that's insane. But, uh, you know, you got that Pozuelo guy from Toronto. He's in there and... uh you know, of course, LAFC is stacked in there. Atlanta's is stacked. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's always the big names, man. People vote for the big names because that's going to sell tickets and, and draw viewers, you know?
1: Yeah, the one... I mean, like, yeah, Basti being in there is not necessarily surprising because he's an international name. Um, yeah, but he hasn't done much. No. The one that I thought was surprising, but I'm actually... Kind of impressed, and now I doubt Don Garber picked him himself. I'm sure he had somebody telling him, "Hey, you need to pick this kid." But Paxton call I don't know if you've seen much about yeah. him from the from SC Dallas, the midfielder. Um, he's 19 years old. He played with the U20s at the World Cup. This dude's legit. Like I, he's the future starting. Uh, center attacking midfielder for the U.S. men's national team. I wish he was on the Gold Cup roster right now, and I wish he was in there starting right now because I think he will be well, in the rotation huh. for the 20, uh, 2022 World Cup. So this kid's got a future, so keep an eye on him. Um, it just sucks that he's on Dallas. Interesting. I like the name. I dig the name. Yeah, they call him Paxi, P-A-X-I is uh, kind of how how – people refer to him as so um
2: that's too much just call him packs <laughs> know, you know uh I was just call him snack packs <laughs> there you go the snack packs um <laughs> you heard it here first
1: um but yeah so keep an eye on him both uh on on the MLS level and uh on the international level he's probably not long for MLS I wouldn't
2: be surprised if he gets sent over to Europe in not too long so yeah i mean it's probably cool though that probably makes the I mean it looks good for their uh development system down there for him to be an all star. Oh, absolutely. And they have that sort of partnership
1: with uh your German club, Bayern Munich. So um, Yeah, that's right. They've bought a couple players from uh from FC Dallas. I wouldn't be surprised if uh Cobb becomes the next one that Bayern uh purchases. So we'll see. Um, that's awesome. But we mentioned he should I think he should be in the Gold Cup right now. Um I guess you could say the U S men's national team got a little bit of revenge kind of,
2: maybe sort of against uh, Trinidad and Tobago six, zero, kind of probably all new players though on both teams really. But, uh, but yeah, I will take it. Yeah. I mean, you have Michael Bradley who was still in there for, uh, for
1: the U S men's national team who was there when, when that all went down, Christian Pulisic, although you can't really blame Pulisic for what happened in Trinidad. Um, and then Josie Aldor came off the bench and and played a little bit against uh, Trinidad in this game, and he was certainly there when it all happened uh, that fateful night a couple years ago that we've all tried to forget. Um, but I understand this is Trinidad and Tobago; they're not a great team. But I will say this was the first time I had fun watching the U.S. Men's National Team in a couple years, and. Yeah, I miss having fun watching the U.S. men's national team. So I don't know. Are, are you at all encouraged cool. by this?
2: I hope they could bring the fun to uh, Children's Mercy Park on Wednesday, man, and uh, you know, really tackle their group and and end it on a high note and win the group.
1: Yeah, they play uh, probably tonight for most of you who are listening on Wednesday um, against Panama because like we Or right? allowed to. Yeah, it starts a little late because uh, Trinidad plays Guyana. Um, I think at 5, I want to say, is when that game kicks off.
0: 5.30, Um,
1: yeah. 5.30. So, uh, yeah, we're only allowed to play Panama in Kansas City, it feels like. Um, But we're playing them again. And, yeah, if we win that, we win all three games in the group, and uh, we move on. And, um, I don't know. I'm I'm cautiously optimistic, I guess you could say, about where things are going. But, you know, there's a long road ahead still. So, did you? Uh, yeah,
2: hundred percent. Did you end up getting a ticket to the game? No, I'm not going to go. We have a uh, we have a dog trainer coming to our house for an assessment on Wednesday because oh boy, my new dog bit my wife's eleven year old do- uh, sister. Oh no, that's not good. To which I'm like, to which I'm like, what was she doing? Like I mean, it's, it's not the dog's fault. What was she up to? Yeah. Why is she being shady? <laughs> <laughs> Why is she beating the dog? Um, not really. Oh, yeah. What did she do? She pull his tail. I'd bite. I'd bite her too. <laughs> uh,
1: well, hopefully they can uh, get that all worked out. You know, he's, he's still a relatively yeah, new home. Yeah, because
2: you can't really go on vacation. You can't really go on vacation and have a dog sitter if if this dog's going to be totally crazy. You know what I mean? But he's he's cool with us, and he you met him. And he was cool with you. Yeah, we were besties. He was totally fine. So yeah, I thought that was crazy. You came right in. You didn't get all jerky or nothing. You put your hand down. You let him sniff you, and he was all good. Yeah. So well, cool. Hopefully, uh, they can crazy. help you out there. And and
1: you know, you know what? he might have just been nervous that night. Maybe he uh, just had a right. rough
2: night. So um, may well she she got bit like she we're talking like sunk those teeth in (laughs) but i'll hopefully be uh be watching that usa game though man that'll be i'll be interested to see what the crowd looks like because i know they've been trying to give tickets away man with like contests and stuff it's it's weird like they always charge too much for these gold cup games and
1: with the men not being the most um inspiring International soccer club for the U.S. out there as of late. It, it's it's going to be tough to, to fill it out, I think. But, you know, Sporting KC is doing their part. They put up like eight reasons to come out to Children's Mercy Park on Wednesday night article. Um, one of which was just Christian Pulisic, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, but I don't know. I uh, It'll be interesting to see. I think the U.S. probably wins it. So we'll see. I just hope it'll be another fun showing. So, yeah, absolutely. Um but to close out the pod, let's talk about the better of the two international teams. The uh the US women continue to win and continue to do well in the Women's World Cup. Uh, Monday they beat Spain two to one. It was probably their biggest test yet. Um didn't quite look didn't look quite as dominant as they had in games past, but they figured out a way to get the win. And now they take on France Friday. And this is really the game that everybody had been waiting to see. So Man, how are you feeling about these uh the US Women's it, National Team? It sucks.
2: It sucks that they're on the uh it sucks that they're on the same side of the bracket. I think a lot of people were saying that uh they want, you know, they wanted them to be on opposite sides so they'd meet in the championship.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. I think these are pretty much considered the two best teams in the tournament, and it's weird that
2: you have the two best teams in the tournament meeting in the quarterfinal. Um they're saying no matter what happens, something sad is going to happen. Either the host the host team is uh, going to crash out, or the favorites are going to lose. I mean, it's either way, something sad's going to happen. Yeah, that's
1: true. I mean, th- it is a bummer because I don't want either of these teams to be out of the tournament yet. I would have loved, I would have loved yet. to see these two teams um, meet in in the final. But I mean. You know, there's there's still a chance that the U.S. could could get back and um, and take on Sweden again. Germany's still in it. Um, the Netherlands, Italy. I mean, there's still some uh, some st- some quality sides that you know the U.S. would have to go through. But um, right. I mean, if they take out France, I think uh, there's probably a a pretty decent chance that. Um, that they move on because you know they they would play the winner of Norway and England and and those teams are both fine but they're not up to the same quality that the U.S. women's national team is so
2: I don't know man exactly this is the biggest test by far so it'll be it's fun man it's I'd love to see him go all the way because I think I think the final will be at like seven or eight eight like 7 a.m. on a Sunday is it really I didn't realize it was
1: that early that's kind of a bummer but
2: yeah i wonder if they'll are they gonna open no other pot at 7 a.m i no other pub i mean that's a good question probably
1: i mean they should do like a kegs and eggs deal or something going on there i don't know they
2: could that'd be cool that'd be cool
1: i'd be down but they got to get there first that sounds yeah. fun so friday 2 p.m central time is when they take on france so uh block your calendars friday afternoon um uh, you're gonna want to watch that one. Block it off. So, it's gonna be pretty good. Um, but anyway, man, that's about what I got, and that takes us right about to that hour mark.
2: So, you got anything else for our good listeners? Sweet man. I don't think so. We gotta we gotta go sporting again Saturday night nine o'clock eight thirty if you choose to listen to Nate Bucati. If not nine o'clock, <laughs> yeah they always uh. They got their half hour pregame in there, which I don't always watch, but you know, hey, um, if you do, more power to you. It's all right. They did they did something crazy, by the way, man, which really like really messed me up for a minute. I, I, uh, a buddy of mine I worked with at Legends Toyota, his name was Colin Kochsmeyer, and he uh, he passed away, and they did a little fan tribute on the on the pregame, and I was like, what the hell just happened? Like I didn't even know about it, and I didn't even know they did things like that. So I just thought that was really cool. You know, he was such a big fan, and I don't, I don't know if he listened to us, man. I hadn't talked to him in a while, but uh, just sporting the sporting family lost one of their own, man, and it's a, a sad situation. I really don't know why I brought it up just now because we shouldn't take the podcast off the air on a sad note. So I'm sorry, but it's I just okay. had to say something. <laughs> No, it's okay. Hey,
1: it's better to say something uh, late than than not at all. So, um, Just yeah, cool crazy, thing,
2: dude. You gotta hug, gotta hug the ones you love, or love, yeah. love the ones you're with, whatever that is.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: you never know. Um, life can be short, so take a,
1: take advantage of every day you got. And um, yeah, good on uh, sporting KC and, and the broadcast team for for giving that little tribute. And um, yeah, our thoughts will be with uh, with his family. Um, there you go. But yeah, thank you uh, thank you guys for, for sticking with us through another episode of this pod. And uh, you know, whether you're one of the OGs like Dan mentioned or, or you're brand new this episode, um, we can't thank you enough. So make sure you go leave that five star rating and review. Uh, follow us on Twitter at no Pod at Dan Couser, at JC Mac 03. Uh, like us on Facebook facebook.com/ no other pod and uh shoot us an email be like zach we love getting emails from our our fans because uh you can ask pretty in-depth questions uh no other pod at gmail.com uh but until next week he's dan i'm jimmy hopefully we'll be back with another victory pod uh thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see y'all later see ya
2: i'm dan he's jimmy Bye bye